0: Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Welcome to this June 25th
1: edition of Women Lead Radio. This is John Burroughs, your host today with Finance of America, and we're talking about your financial fitness. And our leading lady today is actually one of my constituents with Finance of America Commercial. It's Kelly Rosso Soto. Welcome to the show, Kelly.
2: Thank you, John. I'm glad to be here. Well, I am one of
1: our listeners to know that I – requested that you come on air with me here today for a very specific reason. We have actually done several radio shows together on different venues before in the past, and you've always done an excellent job of that of education, educating the listening audience. But more specifically, because this is really more about you today, and this is your time to toot your horn and let your star shine as bright as it can, because I was very impressed with Kelly in her role, as a field market specialist. And we'll dig into that a little deeper in a moment, but to have seen the type of work you've done, your customer care, your entrepreneurial spirit. And when I learned more and more about your background and how you got into what typically has been a very male dominated field in the business world for many years. And that has shifted dramatically. Uh, and, and really you have done an outstanding job. i witnessed this firsthand with my own clients. So Really, for just a moment here, Kelly, give us a little, just a little definition of what exactly the field market specialist is with, in the commercial lending division of Finance of America.
2: Uh, my role at Finance of America Commercial as a field market specialist is I deal with brokers and I deal with uh, investors um, from east to west coast in regards to their investing uh, their investment their finance investments in real estate so i i help them to structure their deals i tell them you know i try to i figure out um, where their cost structure is in trying to uh, make sure that the purchase that they're going to be doing whether it's going to be a fix and flip or uh, infill spec build or rentals purchased or portfolio financing I make sure that all the numbers work and that it's going to be a viable deal for for the borrowers. And then we proceed to get them financing for it.
1: Now, you are speaking in, in a language that you and I have in common too, but I want to give a little deeper definition of exactly like three of those terms. First of all, a fix and flip. And we're talking about investors here. People are looking to make money buying and selling real estate, not for their own used for their own occupancy, but truly strictly as investors. So a working definition of a fix and flip right now. Uh,
2: a person that's going to fix and flip, these are men and women that are uh, either buying a pocket listing from a real estate agent that hasn't gone on the market yet, or they're going to the auctions or the sheriff's sales, or they're just door knocking and uh, purchasing homes at a below market value. That needs um, rehab, um, and I will we'll, we will finance on the acquisition, and we'll finance um, all of the rehab costs as well. So okay,
1: and that that's the fix and flip part of it. Obviously, that's to make a quick profit on a an acquired prop- uh, property there, and then new construction too, because that's something that used to be a lot more common within banks and lending institutions that is really kind of uh, faded away, not near the amount of players nationwide in that that part of the business as well. But give us a little working definition of that, the new construction part.
2: Yeah, so the new construction is uh, for our, our clients today, the way it is set today, they are purchasing either properties are going to tear down and rebuild either a single family, a condominium, a townhome, multifamily. Um, they're just doing one infill spec build, right? So it's, Or they're buying just a, a plot of dirt that's already ready and entitled and ready to go vertical on it. And they are going to build, um, you know, a non-owner occupied residential living type facility, you know, property. Um, and then we are going to be changing that here shortly, and be dealing with men and women that are doing tracks of homes. So um, that's coming here shortly. But um, for an infill spec build, that's kind of just the general gist of it, just from the ground up.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then, as far as um, you said, mentioned long-term rentals, uh, give us a little bit more clarity on that part of the of your uh, job description.
2: Yeah, so all of our loans are business purpose loans. So they're a lot different than regular conventional financing. These are business purpose loans. We fund these into borrowers' entity structures, so they're LLCs and they're corporations for all of these homes. And on the rental side, you know, a lot of people, they come to you, John, um, and they don't qualify because either – You know, their debt ratio is too high. They have too many properties that are financed conventionally and they can't do anymore or they want to take title in an LLC. So um, that's when you bring them to me and I I can do them. We just base it strictly off of the borrower's uh, credit score, uh, the property type, and the cash flow of the property. And that's going to dictate what we're going to loan to them. Um, as far as leverage and pricing, and um, these are 30-year fixed loans, so they're really, really, they're great loans.
1: So it sounds like uh, you're really uh, quite a bit more competitive than I would say or or more flexibility than your standard bank uh, products that you see out there because I find them, at least my experience over the last 10 years or so, that they've gotten ultra-conservative when it comes to those types of products and what they will or will not do. Would you concur on that?
2: Oh, absolutely. And these these loans don't report to your personal credit report either because, again, they're business purpose loans. So, yeah, these are they're excellent loans for people that cannot provide income documentation or, you know, any of the other items that I stated.
1: So is there a um, – well, I know your client base is all over the place. The type of profile in general, the people you're looking at you described are people that are – you know, they do have the experience, but are you able to pull off uh, these types of deals for people who are novice to the process or just trying
2: to get their feet wet for the first time? Or uh, what are your challenges there?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So for Fix and Flip, we do work with uh, people that are just wanting to start, just wanting to begin getting into this line of work. Um, We do work with people. We'll help them grow their business. Um, And we work with, you know, my largest client um, flips about 300 a year. So, And then as far as rentals. mm -hmm. 300 units, properties? Yes.
1: Oh, my
2: goodness. Yeah. Yeah, He does a lot. And um, and then we do, um, you know, on the rental side, they don't have to have previous rental experience. Um, they can be a first-time renter or or landlord with us. Everybody just has to have had homeownership experience in the past. So that's really all we look at. We do a background check on everybody, make sure everything's copacetic there and run their credit, and we're good.
1: I would assume, too, that when you are getting involved with the more complicated projects where there are contractors involved, et cetera, that you're vetting all of the players in the transaction, Correct.
2: Uh, when, if they're doing a fix and flip and it's just a standard fix and flip, you know, and they don't need licensed subcontractors, then we're good. If they're doing something more extensive where they're needing electrical or HVAC or plumbing or they're going to be adding on square footage, then we will um, require the subs to give us their contractor information and we will do our due diligence on them. Um, mm mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. They if they are having to use a sub, they definitely need to um give us their information.
1: Um now I've I've had a, a client come to me in the past who who is a contractor himself and he's got projects going and stuff, but uh if if they were going to do a construction, uh will you allow an owner builder to act as their own sub or are their own contractor or subcontractor?
2: Yeah. That's a great question. Yes, we will. There are certain States that don't allow that. So, um, California happens to be one of those States that does allow builder owner. Um, but the subs that they hire, they must be licensed contractors. So the bar, the borrower can be just the owner of the property and not a, a general contractor, but he has to make sure he's hiring, uh, licensed subs.
1: Interesting. So, um, Oh, before I forget, I'm going to ask you one more time near the end of the show because I'm sure we're going to pique some interest with our listeners here and doing some follow-up. If you would please uh, share with our listeners the best contact number, whether it be email and or your direct line. So if they have direct questions, they can certainly contact me uh, or yourself. So what information uh, can you share? What's your best contact?
2: Um, My cell phone number is area code 949 254 4-7-8-5. And my email is KSOTO at financeofamerica.com. So k soto at financeofamerica.com and 949-254-4785.
1: Excellent. We'll ask you to give that out once more near the end of the show here. So uh, that being said, I want to get now back into your background. Now you shared with me here, or earlier in the week, that uh, you started in our industry when you were 16 years old—is that correct?
2: I did. Yeah, I started in. Uh, I needed a part-time job, and I did went to ROP, and they gave me information on an escrow company. I had no idea what escrow even was. <laughs> I just needed. I just sounds like a me. Job. <laughs> yeah. And I started in escrow, and I worked my way up. Um, as an escrow officer, and then I went to work for a builder for ten years, a large builder in Southern California, and uh, and what I What were you went, doing
1: with? That? I'm doing doing with the builder, and
2: uh, I worked for the VP of sales and marketing. So I did, um, and I, I worked with all the salespeople and did a lot of the field marketing on all the competition mm-hmm. with all the different um, builders out there.
1: Interesting, and, then, and so, yeah. I, well,
2: that's where you got your marketing and sales experience, I presume, right? Yeah, I think it started there. You know, I was a really young person, and I saw all these older people, and they were, like, killing it, and I'm like, I want to do this. I wanna, yeah, I they're making money.
1: <laughs> I want to do that, too. Yeah, yeah exactly, absolutely. and
2: then there was a, a meltdown in uh, 1990 to 1995, and um, so... I was just tired. I'd made it through all the layoffs and I decided I was going to do something different. So I went and I sold hair care for a, for a company. And, and I thought, this is, this is crazy. I, I can own these salons. So then I purchased my, opened my first store and then opened my second store and then opened my third hair salon and boutique. And um, then I went and I went back into the industry, you know, like a couple of years later and uh, as a wholesale Rep and then I started flipping properties and spec building properties so i've done I've done a lot i've I've done a lot on my own as far as I would think that
1: um there had to be some roadblocks along the way too because i mean uh knowing you personally now i've i've uh, come better acquainted over the last year year and a half here too. But you're dealing in an industry that uh, again as I said at the top of the show, has been very much male dominated from time to time. Did you get oh, any yeah. real pushback or how would you describe that that challenge with you hmm.
2: um i you know it wasn't i didn't really get the pushback because i'm i have a very a type personality, so i don't take no for an answer very well R- really i couldn't tell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i i i Whatever I wanted, I just went after it. And uh, when my last um, mortgage company or wholesale company that I worked for went out of business during the imploding of 06, 07, 08, um, I sure. thought, you know, I get bored very easily, obviously. And yeah. I thought, I can't stay home. I, can't, I need to do something. So I started going to the auctions and I started going to the court steps and I started buying homes and then I started flipping houses and then I started buying land and I started spec building houses. And I, I didn't worry about anybody else in my way or any, what any man was going to say to me. I just mowed right over you that. You just did it. Well, I'm going to yeah, take I a second
1: here for a pause for a commercial break so we can uh, acknowledge our sponsors there. Then when we get back from that, I'm going to dig a little deeper because I'm very intrigued about this whole um, this process of where you started and where you ended up up to today. So let's take a pause for uh, a sponsorship appreciation moment. Thank you.
0: Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner National University. National University is proud to be San Diego's largest private nonprofit university founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today National University educates students from across the U.S and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all our sponsors and partners. And, John, now back to you.
1: And if you're just joining us here, this is John Burroughs with Finance of America. We're talking your financial fitness here today. And my leading lady and guest today is Kelly Soto, a field market specialist, with Finance of America Commercial. And right before we went to the break, uh, Kelly was talking about her path, uh, where she started at the tender age of 16 in the industry and where she went from there, um, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, buying her own salons, hair salons and such, building up businesses, and then getting back into the industry in finance. So uh, back to your whole uh, journey there. Now, I, I have a scenario, Kelly, uh, and you know this is out of left field i know but um take pause let's let's just for a moment think that there are women there listening to our show here and they're thinking hmm this is intriguing uh, i don't really have any experience at this but it sounds like something i could accomplish and uh with the right kind of background and you know of course education you know if you're going to give advice somebody comes to you and says i have no idea what i'm doing just where you were years ago, put them in your shoes. And what advice are you going to give to anybody that's just really trying to start out?
2: I would, um, I would say start small, start with a very, a really expensive uh, home purchase um, for your first flip. If you're doing a flip um, because it gets, you know, nerve wracking and there's a lot to learn. Um, I deal with a lot of women investors um, throughout the U S and um, women where they did, they started where I started and I started with really small houses and then grew as well. And um, I have some women that are doing multimillion dollar properties. That makes me nervous. I, I, I never did that. Um, but what I would say is really, you know find yourself a good property where it doesn't need a, a whole ton of you know rehab and um, really start doing your due diligence on your subcontractors so a good electrician a good plumber a good tar- carpenter you know that does cabinets a good um, tile guy like you really want to there's a lot of different sites that you can go to to get that information and to see who really does good work and and you can um interview interview several of them for each trade, and get those guys under your belt and get them you know give them the work and then they'll just grow with you as you as you grow your um your business
1: and and of course, you can't be afraid of hard work because I know for a fact when you described mm-hmm. all those different tasks there too, I too have a background when I was quite a bit younger and could do that kind of work, but certainly have uh, done a lot of (laughs) everything you described I've actually done before. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't an expert, but at least a jack of all trades. So I know what goes into finding a project and going from either the ground up new construction or a major rehab. And uh, we did a lot of demo. And I would assume too, that that sounds like a simple process, but if you're going to do, you know fix and flip sometimes you're going to get you know the ugliest house on the block and, or find that diamond in the rough but um uh, you know you can't you can't be afraid to get your hands dirty i pres- presume
2: you cannot no and that's the best thing to do is to buy the ugliest house in the whole neighborhood that's and you know that you'll be able to to make it shine and look like a diamond 100% mm-hmm. right
1: um Going back into, I want to quantify, too, your experience. And, again, you, you are, to clarify for our listeners, you are actively in the uh, the technical side of dealing with the construction investor type of loans with all the specialty products that we have at Finance of America Commercial, but also your background. You just don't talk the talk. You have walked the walk. So since 1982, you've been in the business. But, again, you have built how many homes? yourself uh your I've flipped
2: twenty one and i've spec built spec built eleven
1: so you know whereof you speak that's for sure
2: yes i i Absolutely. i understand it very 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 well, so yes, when I'm speaking to the investors, they know when they're talking to me that I didn't just fall off the turnip truck like i definitely <laughs> i get it a hundred percent
1: mhm. Excellent. So um, what about people that would even look to getting into the business on the financial side of things? What kind of background would you recommend? Because I'm seeing a lot of people in my end of the business right now that are actually doing some transition. Let's face it, COVID hit everybody really hard, yourself included, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I see people actually doing some transitions and making some shifts in their their, uh, work environment. Uh, If you were going to advise, say, a young person that had some interest and has that financial brain, um, is this an area or a field you feel is growing, or what do you see for the future?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, my job as a field market specialist, it's similar to a wholesale rep. Um, in the mortgage industry. And um, this, is, this is what I know, right? This is what I've pretty much done my entire life. Uh, and you have to just have a really open mind and you have to listen a lot and um, find somebody that you can shadow to see if it's somebody, something that you really do want to do. Um, it's, it, you can make great money. Um, but it's a lot of work. It's hard work. So anything, what I tell my own kids is, you can make a ton of money, but you're not going to get it by sitting down. You you will. People that make a lot of money work very hard to get that money. It's it doesn't. Sure. It's not something that just comes easy. Um, but I would shadow somebody and see if it's something that you like to do. I love my job. I love my investors. Where is this um, this type of product headed? It's not going anywhere. It's growing rapidly. Um, we were one of the first lenders in this space to really open it up to investors for fix and flipping and new construction and these portfolios. Um, out the p- portfolios came from the banks, but with the no income documentation, you know, we were one of the leaders um, for this type of um, investment financing. And then it's it's growing because when the market shifts, and it will shift, because I've seen it shift many times over the last 35-plus years. And um, you you just have to be ready for it. But this part of the market, so when I was flipping, you know, in 2008, 2009, 10, there was people that um, couldn't find work. And when you go to the auction or you went to the court steps, there was investors there buying up properties like it was nobody's business. So the investors as the market tends to go downhill the investors get busier because that's when they start buying up all the properties and start, you know, flipping. Because your your margin spread is the same, whether it's a five hundred thousand dollar property worth today and it goes down to two hundred thousand tomorrow, it's still going to be the same spread because of where your purchasing your purchase power is and how much you're putting into it.
1: Interesting. That's good financial news. You know, I have a saying when I'm talking about just general interest rates, and of course I'm on the residential side of things predominantly, but I have a saying when I tell my clients when we're watching interest rates, if, uh, I say bad news is good when it comes to the financial news. Bad news is good and good news is bad as it pertains to your interest rate on your loan. Uh, anytime the market is doing really well, I'm talking about the equity market, stocks and bonds, et cetera. When they're doing really well, um, that is when interest rates will actually kind of tend to creep up or that they can. That's the general trend. Now, we're in an unprecedented time, and COVID uh, had impact on the whole industry. So it sounds like the same thing. When the market starts to wane a little bit on your end, that's the opportunity for the investors to jump in and make a killing. Mm-hmm. Is that what I heard you
2: say? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you can make a killing when the market you know, shifts and turns. Um and it will. I mean it's inevitable, John. You know you've been in it for a long time too. And I mean I started when interest rates were eighteen percent monthly adjustable, so that just tells you how old I am. Um, <laughs> it but too. you know but you know, I mean it it's gonna go up, it's gonna go down, it's gonna go up, it's gonna go down. And I would just tell everybody, when you're making great, great money, don't spend it like say, you're a rock star because yeah, I was it goes say, away. Yep, save it, it. and then when when times dip and then people are going into foreclosure or what have you, then you have that money to be able to swoop up these properties.
1: Excellent. Um, All good advice here, too. And before I forget, you know, on a personal note, too, you mentioned your daughter, too. Give us a little family background. I mean, you are a mom, and uh, memory serves me, you are recently a new grandmother,
2: too. Is that correct? I am. So I have... I'm married to a great guy um, and we have three kids. I have a 29-year-old daughter who's married and um, she had her first baby and we are expecting a new little baby girl here in September and then I have another daughter and she is 28 and she is a photographer and then I have a son who just finished at USC played football there. He's a and now he's in the real estate industry. So um, he's kind of following the same footpath. And then my girls during the COVID, you know, um, because we got put on pause during, uh, for the first three months in, when COVID hit for work. So we started a business um, selling organic and PBA free type um, baby um, products online. So my girls do that as well.
1: Wow, you're like all over the place from um, starting at 16 and here we are as a grandmother and you've had uh, success in starting multiple businesses as an entrepreneur still holding down this killer job at our company that I I know you rock it at. Um, Before I forget, I said one more time I will request your contact information. So anybody listening, please jot this down. So if you uh, want to get some inspiration from my special guest Kelly Rososo Soto, that's fun to say by the way. You have a very um a melodic name. So uh, as far as that goes, what's the best contact number again, Kelly?
2: Yeah, you guys if you guys just want to, you know, pick my brain or anything, just call me at 949-254-4785 and my email is k@ Soto, soto at financeofamerica.com
1: Interesting. All righty, so we've got that going for us here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, we're gosh, we're winding down to like the last minute and a half of our show here. so without stepping on your toes, there any words of wisdom or words of advice or parting story or something uh, that would uh, maybe inspire or our, our listeners out there?
2: Uh, Even if it's humorous, we're good with that. You know, I would just say whatever it is that you want to do, take the steps to do it because we can do anything that we want. Um, This isn't a man's world. I mean, and I started in the 80s in a man's world, and um, I never knew the difference. I honestly didn't. I was so naive that I... I never really realized that there was a difference between a man and a woman's world. And um, so I think maybe that helped me from um, not getting stuck um, and don't ever get stuck, just go forward and, you know, you can do anything you want. And like I said, with my number that I gave out, if you guys have any questions, you want to just pick my brain, you want to just, you know, find out who to utilize, just call me. I'm, I'm happy to help. Um, you know i like John said, I am super busy with my work, but um, I will always take time to help another another person, whether whether it's female or male, you know try to move forward and achieve their dreams. Well,
1: Kelly, thank you so much for being our leading lady here today. This is John Burroughs with Finance of America, and this has been another Friday edition of Women Lead Radio. Stay tuned. Uh, Again, on every Friday at 2 o'clock and Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Women Lead Radio. Have a wonderful weekend, folks, and thank you for listening.
2: Thanks, John.
0: Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where like focused business business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.